0: If you're like just newly diagnosed with Lyme disease, you know, I don't know where you're getting your diagnosis from. Doesn't matter. Somebody's giving you this diagnosis. I do suggest going to the Global Lyme Alliance website and mm-hmm. finding an LLMD if you're not already with one. <laughs> Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jess. And today's episode is going to be tips for those newly diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, I will say that a lot of these tips do work for you if you just have chronic illness in general, but I am going to say Lyme disease specifically just because that's, you know, the shit that I went through. That's Mm -hmm. my experience is with Lyme disease. And so it's definitely geared around that. So yeah, it'll be mainly just from experience. I did also reach out on Instagram to people and asked them for their tips for those who are newly diagnosed with Lyme disease. So I'll be sharing some of those as well. Yeah, I love this because I know you had
1: to do a lot of research on your own when you were newly diagnosed. So now you can kind of take that advice and like hand it over to somebody
0: yeah, this who is needs like, it. Yeah, it's a huge deal for me. And like it's a huge topic that I love to talk about. And it's really important because when i did get diagnosed i really didn't have anybody telling me hey you should do this you should do that i was like so alone and so confused and i was just terrified of like my future at that point you know and didn't really know where to go next so i really just want to be able to give people some sort of roadmap that gives Mm -hmm. them an idea of different aspects of their life that they should be looking at when they do get diagnosed yeah this is gonna be good yeah okay so let's dive right in um my First tip, which is probably going to sound terrible to some people, but I'll dive into it, obviously, and explain it. But my first tip is to question everything when you first get diagnosed. I'm not saying like technically question your diagnosis, like you don't have to do that. I'm just saying like you will be working with probably a lot of different practitioners, a lot of Mm -hmm. different doctors, and they all have their own opinions of what's going on with you. And just because one doctor says one thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. Like, they're not the one living in the body that's experiencing the symptoms. They're not the one waking up every day and having to deal with it. They're just seeing your shit that's going on from scientific viewpoint. So, like, Mm -hmm. if a doctor tells you something and you're just like, that makes no sense or that just doesn't seem right Mm -hmm. and you just have that gut instinct, like run with it, you know, yeah. Like get a second opinion, see a different doctor, like just question everything that's happening around you. Because if you don't, you might go down a very wrong path.
1: Mm-hmm. You talk a lot about trusting your gut and how it's like guided you throughout your journey with having Lyme disease and your other chronic illnesses.
0: So yeah, it's, solid first point. It's actually, my gut has led me to a lot of things in life, not only like have to do with my health, but I've Learned that I really can trust my gut. It always tells me what's right. Even in relationships. <laughs> it's, like it's helped me when to walk away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. But that's a whole nother topic for another day. <laughs> but a big other part of like trusting your gut is. And questioning everything is like just learning to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like Don't be afraid to stand up and say what's on your mind. And to ask a question that's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me like at first. I mean, I kind of, you know, we all grow up thinking that the doctor knows best, Mm -hmm. you know, and any, no matter what doctor you go to, that doctor is going to figure out what's wrong with you and they're going to tell you what you need to do Mm -hmm. to get better. And you just have to show up to the appointment and all your answers are going to be given to you. And then, you know, you come to find out that that is not true.
1: Yeah. And
0: you really do have to stand up for yourself. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to ask for what you want, what you need. Um, Yeah, so that's just my, like, number one tip.
1: Yeah, that's really powerful. And I think that that would actually be really hard in the beginning. So I love that you're, like, coming in strong and you're, like, just prepare to be your own biggest advocate because a
0: lot of people don't learn how to do that. Exactly. And, like, I definitely didn't do that at the beginning. And I feel like I had to backtrack a lot and, like, start over a few times. With doctors and like get onto the right page and the right path. So I'm just trying to help people avoid that. Perfect. Um, next tip would be if you're like just newly diagnosed with Lyme disease, you know, I don't know where you're getting your diagnosis from. It doesn't matter. Somebody's given you this diagnosis. I do suggest going to the Global Lyme Alliance website and mm-hmm. finding an LLMD if you're not already with one. Perfect. Because some people get diagnosed because they sought, like, out an LLMD and that's who gave their diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But some people just get diagnosed through, like, their typical doctor, you know? Which,
1: if you do, that's probably
0: If huge. you do, that's fucking amazing I that wonder, happened because it's very rare. Yeah, but. I wonder what percentage of
1: people get diagnosed by a typical physician. Yeah. I,
0: I have no idea that. I'd yeah. love to find out. But so Global Lyme Alliance, you can find yeah. registered LLMDs. Um, I will put that link in the show notes, but yeah, they have an actual like part on their website where you can search like for an LLMD in your like zip code area. Cool. Um, and it's all, you know, the, they're trusted LLMDs. So you know, you know, you're, you're going to like an actual credited, like good llmd that's awesome yeah so i think that's important definitely find an llmd i think it's also important though because llmds are so fucking expensive and you might only be able to see one for like a few months before you run out of fucking money because they most of them don't take insurance Mm it's all out of pocket if you want to like if you want to or you need to save some money you, I do suggest, like, finding a naturopathic doctor that is familiar with Lyme disease. Okay. Because a lot of them are, and it can save you some money as long as you find a doctor who's willing to listen to you and willing to, like, take all of, you know, the stuff that you're learning mm-hmm. as a Lyme disease patient and asking them for it. And they're like, okay, yeah, like, we can work together on this. Yeah. I think that's a good route to do it. Or even if you find an LLMD, you know, like, work with that LLMD for a few months, get all of their tips and tricks and opinions and ideas on treatment and then leave and go to an ND who is willing you, to do that treatment plan with yes,
1: you yes cuz then you have the knowledge yeah um did you say what LLMD stands for oh Lyme literate MD
0: okay what's MD medical doctor yeah okay. MD <laughs> is medical doctor it's actually funny because i actually saw like an LLND like Lyme literate naturopathic doctor okay but just in general they're called llmds okay is what they're called perfect yeah same thing okay i want to take a quick break just to highlight our sponsor for today's episode switch research are you feeling imperfect insecure or inadequate how do you show kindness self-acceptance gratitude and compassion towards yourself every day mental health is a journey and switch research delivers expert guidance along the way Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier, more resilient you. Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic or clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence-based journals and digital work courses. I've been using their self-guided self-love journal for about a month and a half now and I absolutely love it. Journaling is great for me because I have a lot of thoughts that go through my head and this gives me the space to actually put those thoughts down on paper, get them out from clogging my brain and making me overwhelmed all day long. So you too can transform negative thoughts into self-love using our code SocialSoul20 today at switchresearch.org. You'll get 20% off of your purchase. Um, so go snag yourself a self-love journal, you guys. They are absolutely amazing. Again, you will use the code socialsoul20 at switchresearch.org. Check the show notes for this information as well. And now back, let's get back to the episode. Um, next tip is, oh yeah, when you're finding a doctor, My next tip is don't be scared to fire your doctor. (laughs) Like you are not working for your doctor. Your doctor is working for you. That's such a good thing to point out. And doctors are so intimidating. Like you go into a doctor's office, into an appointment, and you really feel like they run the show, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're so scared to question what they're saying. You're so scared that like if you don't vibe with that doctor – it's so scary to walk away from that doctor Mm -hmm. and it's such a weird like thing it's kind of like a different power dynamic it's exactly that's all it is is a power dynamic so if you're not getting along with a doctor if you don't like what the doctor's telling you fucking fire your doctor you're the one paying them like if you're paying out of pocket make sure they're solid yeah that doctor is hired by you so you can fire them that's all i have to say mic drop (laughs) that is (laughs) solid Um, The next thing I will say is definitely if you're newly diagnosed, start applying for grants like right away. This is something I didn't even know existed until like two years into dealing with it. Yeah. Is the fact that there's actual like Lyme foundations out there that you can apply for grants through them. And they might give you, you know, a couple thousand bucks to put towards your treatment. Most of them you do have to be working with an LLMD in order for them to give you grant money but it's like it's so worth it i know a lot of people that have benefited benefited from it personally they haven't given me shit but a lot of people i know have gotten money from well and if you would have known earlier
1: like you could have been applying for them and maybe be considered for more of them so that's awesome for people who are just getting diagnosed
0: yeah and another way that you can like you know raise money or Get like financial backing is to do a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it sucks. No one likes to have to do a GoFundMe for themselves. <laughs> like, that's why Haley did mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I was too scared to do one for myself for a mm-hmm. long time. But, you know, you might have friends or family or coworkers or people in your life that might be willing to, you know, pitch in a few bucks to put towards treatment. And you can use GoFundMe to raise like a decent amount of money to put towards it. Yep. I um, love that. And what's next? Let's see. Oh, uh, this is a huge one. This is super important. This is probably my most important tip to anybody who's newly diagnosed with Lyme. Find community. Do not go through this shit alone. You do not have to go through this shit alone. There is so many people on social media dealing with the same shit that you are. Maybe in the exact same spot of their journey as you Mm -hmm. are. Maybe like farther into their journey so they can look back and give you tips to where you're at in your journey or like there's just so much community out there and everybody is so friendly and so willing to talk to you about you know what you're doing and what's going on um, a huge community that I definitely found was Generation Lyme. I will do a shout out to them because they've been amazing. Mm-hmm. They host uh, weekly Zoom meetups for people with Lyme disease. And you just basically pop on, share, you know, whatever's on your mind for mm-hmm. a few minutes. You can um, ask questions to everybody else in the group. Mm-hmm. And it's just extremely helpful. I wouldn't have found out half the shit I did if I didn't start talking to other people on social yeah.
1: media. Well, and you think about it, too up until the point of your diagnosis, you probably haven't sought out other people who have Lyme disease or who have chronic illness. So maybe you're at home on like a Friday night or like just on the weekend and all of your other friends have this shit going on and they're doing all these things and you're at home Mm -hmm. in bed doing your treatment how amazing to be able to pop onto social media and see other people who are doing the same things as you. Because I understand like BOMO, like Mm -hmm. that fear of missing out. So I think that community is so important just with anything that you're doing to surround yourself by people who are
0: going through the same things as you. Yeah. You just, you feel less alone Mm -hmm. and that's huge. Okay. Next. Um, this is a, like something that, most people don't even think about, um, which is actually like huge for people battling Lyme is definitely like find out if you're dealing with mold, because I would say majority of people that get diagnosed with Lyme disease and tick-borne illness are all dealing with mold toxicity. And it's, I don't know the science as to why this happens yeah. or anything like that, I just know it's a very common issue that comes along with tick-borne illness. Mm -hmm. So find out if there's mold in your house. Get your house tested. Get yourself tested for mold. Mold could not even could not only be in your house; it could also be in the food that you're eating. So, like, you might have to change your diet to like eat different foods. You know, like bananas. Bananas are actually like a big moldy food what yeah they're like known to have a lot of mold in them it's just crazy like there's things that you don't think about i used to eat bananas all the fucking time now i don't eat them as often because i know that they have a lot of mold in them yeah and you know most like most people aren't as sensitive to mold so it's not a big deal but if you do have tick-borne illness you are hypersensitive to mold. Wait, what about like cheese? Because isn't cheese like moldy? Yeah. I mean, most people at Tick Barnellas can't Can't have have cheese. (laughs) (laughs) It's not really really a big deal. (sighs) Most of us are sensitive to dairy too. It might be the mold thing. I don't know. I don't really know the science behind that, but yeah. So find out if you're living in mold, get your house tested, get yourself tested. Um, and a big thing that comes along with that is, really just taking the time to assess like other toxins in your life mm-hmm. um that's not only like mold but that could be like toxic relationship that you're mm-hmm. in like assess that shit too while you're going through this your life's already blowing up in all different areas so why not blow up your relationship too if that yeah. needs to get blown up or that's friendships <laughs> or work environments or all of it exactly that was another thing i had was career like Your career might not, you know, it might be a toxic environment for you, depending on what your job is. If you're now diagnosed with this chronic illness, like you might not be able to maintain that and you don't need to feel bad about that. You don't need to feel bad about changing any of this shit.
1: Well, because when you took on this job, you weren't dealing with all of the symptoms you're dealing with. So kind of putting the pressure on yourself to maintain a job that you started before you got sick, like... Don't do that to yourself.
0: Yeah. When you get diagnosed with tick-borne illness, your life is completely different than it was the year before. So changing shit is just normal. Yeah. Shit needs to change when your life changes. Well, it's like re- a redirection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Um, you know, assess other like toxins in your home. Like, for example, if you use a lot of like toxic chemical products in your home, like assess those and see what you can swap out for non-toxic stuff. Non-toxic stuff will help, like, lower the severity of your symptoms a lot if you just change out, like, for example, like, I had super itchy skin for quite a quite, a, quite while and, like, switching out my laundry soap helped me have less uh-huh. itchy skin. And that was, like, something I would have never thought about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, probably, like, makeup and beauty products yeah. and, like, Shampoo. hair care yeah. and
0: cleaning things. Like, mm-hmm. all of it. And um, also assess, obviously, like, your nutrition, like you mentioned. Um mm-hmm you're if you're like the majority of us you're probably hypersensitive to dairy and gluten and eggs and all of that shit you can get a test done I highly suggest doing a food intolerance test through your doctor yeah um, it's a couple hundred dollars so it is an expense but it will open your eyes and help you out so much if you cut out the shit that shows up on that test So good. Um, What's next? Um, Going along with assessing the toxins in your life, definitely take the time to learn about detox because that's going to be a huge part of Mm -hmm. dealing with tick-borne illness. Um, You have, you know, all this bacteria and toxins and shit that's living in your body and you need to detox that out. Uh, A couple of of, like my favorite detox methods are infrared sauna. Yep, Highly suggest that. There's like spas that you can find in your area that will have an infrared sauna. So you can go to an infrared sauna. You can purchase your own. They have like the little like zip up chair Mm -hmm. infrared saunas for like a hundred bucks on Amazon. Those are really good. Um, Epsom salt baths are amazing for detox. And then my personal favorite, coffee enemas. (laughs) And if you're like, what the fuck is a coffee enema? you just go find that episode and listen to it. And we will teach you all about coffee enemas because we did a whole episode on it. Oh, I love that. Um, But yeah, not only like when you start to do treatment for um, tick-borne illness, if you don't detox during your treatment, you can get super, super sick and you can get what they call a Herx. So it just basically means you feel a lot worse before you're going to feel better. Mm -hmm. So if you're treating super hard with your doctor, hopefully your doctor will mention that you need to detox if they're a good doctor for Lyme disease. Yeah. But just remember to continuously detox. If you start to feel really terrible, that just means you need to step up your detox. And next tip, build an emergency kit. This was something that I did that I found so helpful. Yeah. Because there was a period of time where I was so scared to go anywhere because my symptoms, i didn't know when they were going to pop up. I didn't know how severe they were going to be. It was well, just and like you, a guessing game. You were like driving around with Benadryl in your glove box. <laughs> yeah, I still have a lot of Benadryl in my glove box <laughs> in my car. <sighs> but so build an emergency kit. I took like a little like makeup bag mm-hmm. and I put Benadryl in there. I put electrolytes so that I could throw those into some water when I'm out and about. I actually kept like some of my like anxiety medication in there. Um, I kept earplugs. Therefore, if I was at a place that was super loud, being in super loud places can be super overstimulating sometimes and can, you know, aggravate your symptoms. So earplugs and sunglasses, also bright places, are definitely hard on you sometimes. And um, there's these things called C-bands that are really really nice you just wear them around your wrist and it helps with like dizziness and nausea
1: we've gotten those for dustin when we go to like disneyland or universal studios
0: before because he gets like motion sickness they're amazing i wear them every time i go on an airplane and they are a game changer that's good um and turmeric capsules turmeric is a cute is a huge um, inflammation like it helps cut down inflammation anti-inflammatory that's the scientific word for it (laughs) Anti-inflammatory. So those are always good to keep on hand because you will have a lot of inflammation going on.
1: Well, and it would be way nicer to take that in a capsule because Mm -hmm. like turmeric is so strong that you can only handle so much of it like in coffee or whatever.
0: Yeah. Turmeric powder is rough and hard to eat. So highly suggest finding a capsule. Yes. (laughs) Which I always have brands of turmeric that I recommend. So if you are interested, you can always DM me on Instagram and ask what turmeric i recommend we'll definitely let you know um and then my last piece of advice for those newly diagnosed is find a health coach a health coach you can literally find a health coach that has been through lyme disease i would say the majority of people that i've connected with online that have been through being a patient with lyme disease are now health coaches Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: they want to be able to direct people they want to be able to give people, the advice that they know that they needed back mm-hmm. in the day. And so if you're somebody that's like, yeah, maybe a health coach would be helpful for me. Um, you can actually hire me as your health coach. I am a certified health coach and I have experience as a Lyme disease patient, ov- patient obviously for the last three years of my life. I've learned so much. I've compiled so many resources, for those who are newly diagnosed and those are the people that I really think will benefit the most is the people who are just receiving a diagnosis because I remember how confusing it was at the beginning and how scary it was and how you don't even know what next step to take and I am honored to be able to guide you through those next steps and to be able to really like hold your hand and let you know You know, hey, it's gonna be okay. You've got this. You can be empowered as a patient. You don't have to feel totally clueless. So, I am actually opening up as of this week one on one coaching. You can find a link in the bio of my Instagram account with all of the packages that I'm offering. There's one-on-one coaching, which is three sessions up front. There's a quick consult option in case you just want to do one consult with me and you don't want to be roped into anything else until you're comfortable with it. And then there's also an option called chat connect, which is really cool. And I think it's going to be super helpful for those who want the help, but they're scared to do like a video or a phone consult because I mean... If you have anxiety like I did, it's very nerve-wracking to be able to hop onto a video call with somebody and remember what you wanted, you were wanting to say and what you were wanting to talk about. And even retaining the information that the person's talking to you about can be a lot at times. So the chat connect feature just gets you access into the app that I'm doing my health coaching through. And you can just basically message me any question that you have at any time. So that's super helpful. It's a monthly fee for that one. Um, But yeah, you guys can hire me and I'm super excited to work with you.
1: That's going to be so helpful.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to be able to offer it. I mean, it's been like a dream of mine Mm -hmm. ever since realizing how shitty this process can be. So,
1: yeah, you've been like studying for this basically for the last like three years. Yeah,
0: exactly. I love it. And yeah, those are all of my tips for those newly diagnosed with Lyme. And like I said, a lot of this, you know, can pertain to just people with chronic illness in general. But if you guys have any other questions and you are somebody who's newly diagnosed, feel free to DM me on Instagram. That's at HealingJess with an underscore. I'll also put a link in the show notes as always. And yeah, just reach out because I'd love to chat with you.